Hang on. Hang on. Halt. to This Might Be A Podcast. We've got a mailbag for you first. Here's Chris Oliveira from Florida calling in about the Am I Awake episode. Hey, Greg, it's Chris Oliveira in Florida. I have finally listened to every episode of the podcast since I started in January. And a few notes about the I Am Awake episode. I love this song. I always have. And I feel that this should have been on the spine. And it's such a unique song, and it adds some of that weirdness to the spine if you mix it into the album. And a matter of fact, I use it as the lead track on my reimagined version of the spine, which includes all of these tracks as well as the spine surfs alone. Um, yeah, just a great track. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling in, Chris, and great job on catching up on all those episodes. That's a lot of my voice in your ears. And we've got uh, also about Am I Awake? A message from Jonathan Leonard up in Minnesota. Hey, Greg. This is Jonathan. Uh, I know I'm a little bit late to this, but uh, listened to the Am I Awake episode, and uh, I can understand how this might fall through the cracks, seeing as we usually cover music and lyrics, but uh, one thing that the song really has going for it that I love is uh, a lot of effects on the vocals from just the regular verses where Linnell's voice kind of sounds a little bit fuzzy to the uh, synthesized robotic E-aw in the background, and uh, as well as the uh, completely distorted voice echoing uh, the verse about uh, the coffee. Uh, it's definitely one of the songs that has the most vocal effects uh, on it. But uh, anyways, love the show. Bye. And hey, then we got another voicemail from Jonathan calling about the number three episode. Hey, Greg, it's Jonathan again. Uh, I just got done listening to your number three episode and uh, made me think of a cover that I heard once. I do not know where. I, d I know it doesn't exist on YouTube, so there's no way that you would have been able to find it. But somebody who did a cover of number three, but what I loved about it was they did the right attribution of the situation meaning that they couldn't uh, claim to write number three with saying, there's just two songs in me and I just stole the third. Don't know where I got the information on how I wrote the words or stole or, or how I stole the words. So my whole life just digging up my music shallow hole. 
for the two songs in me and the third one I just stole. Uh, definitely clever, definitely a good way to make it your own and uh, at least not claim attributing writing a uh, song like this. Um, but anyways, uh, once again, love the show. Bye. Thanks for calling in, fellas. Anyone can leave me a voicemail at 224-801-2930 or email thismightbeapod at gmail.com. On with the show. Not everyone you've abandoned is still standing by. Not everyone who has lost is wondering why. Sometimes a lonely way, taking your name down from the jumbotron. And a new home for the trumpeters. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I always say it slowly. I decided that time I was going to say it very quickly. And uh, I'm your host, Greg Simpson. And I'm here with a, a fresh, fresh faced guest. I love the, uh, the newbies. The fresh blood. I've got Chris Tull here uh, from the mean streets of Jersey, and uh, well, I guess I guess I guess not from Jersey, but in Jersey. We're going to talk about sometimes a lonely way from nanobots. Rehearsals for third place forever. What's up, dude? Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, I've been listening to the show since the beginning, so it's it's uh, <laughs> exciting to be able to talk about one of my favorite tunes. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. But when when did you get on the spreadsheet? How long have you been on, sitting on there? I can't remember. Oh boy, I can't. Well, you know what? I could maybe eh, let's see. Like, let's see if I can uh, look back here and see. Because I've got a recording next week with someone that's been on there for um, fifteen months. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it looks like uh, back last March. It was okay, all right. So it's so been like a, a like full a, like eleven months. So no, no, fifteen months, but still. Yeah, man, a year. Okay, so yeah, because I was like going through my old messages and like when the Twitter started up, and I mean, I I don't have to search out guests anymore. At least like the people I'm spending my time emailing are people that I've told you in secret, uh, people that have managers and agents and cause, cause it's cool. Very exciting, cause, everybody just waiting to hear. Yeah. I, God, this podcast, like it's wonderful. The, the success I've had, like people are coming to me to be on. I mean, even Justin McElroy, he came to me. I didn't know who he was. That's awesome. And he's the biggest guest I've had so far. People are, I'm like, who is he? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, people tell me, one of those new media stars. Yeah, right? Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there's so many out there. 
and I mainly listen to music ones. I do listen to some comedy ones, and I've been listening to My Brother, My Brother, and Me now because it is fantastic, but that wasn't one that had really come across my radar yet. But um, it, it, it is kind of cool how fast the podcast has grown. I mean, it's it's you know just a year and a half old, and the guests I've gotten on, I mean, are crazy. I mean, even getting like Marty and Danny on only like three months into the podcast, I was like, okay, I've you know, stumbled into something here, (laughs) you know, the bar, the bar already pretty high. I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I was excited when you started it because I think that I I wanted there to be a, they might be giants podcast. I even had ideas about starting one back when I was doing my, my podcast a couple of years ago, but then I ended up not, I didn't have enough time and I'm glad I didn't because yours is way better. And the, uh, don't let start with the, the that uh, Jordan mm-hmm. and Dave do is also better than anything I would have done. So it's like now there's like two really good ones now. Well, a- dude, have you not been listening to Giants Confirmed? I just did a crossover with those dudes. What? There's a third what one. Giants Confirmed what? is is the, I mean they would readily admit that they are the least productive. They might be Giants podcast. These guys <laughs> they have a bunch of other podcasts about all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Giants Confirmed, and they go album by album and do a whole album in a in a shot i was on their factory showroom episode and i was like you guys are nuts how are we supposed to talk about a whole album and i think i i forced it to be their longest episode yet i think it was a two and a half hour episode but like i'll do like someone keeps moving my chair and i mean daryl will talk for two and a half hours about one song i mean they they don't do covers and stuff um i mean neither does don't let's don't let's start but um that's i mean that's one of my favorite parts and people also like it's kind of a built up a community around the podcast in because i keep finding people that were guests or then people become guests and there's like this whole thing this whole pool of people that are on the pod as guests covering stuff on other episodes and just it's become a cool little little family but yeah you should check out giants confirmed for sure yeah i will yeah and then they were on my send surround episode those two Oh yeah, that's I listen to. I, yeah, I I always love Sensor and that was a song that for whatever reason, well, uh, I guess I was in high school when that came out, and and the college radio station in my hometown in Lubbock, Texas, they like picked up on Sensor Around and played it all the time. So I yeah. have a lot of good memories of Sensor Around. That was like a big song. I mean, you know, of alternative rock and Lubbock, right. I guess it was like a big yeah. quote unquote big song, and it was like <laughs> uh, so Sensor Around's always been kind of a personal. Yeah, favorite. it's a great song, but it's one I had forgotten about for like a decade because there's just so many songs, and that one's it's a B side. Like there's just so many great B sides, and I mean the song you picked is 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 a deep cut i mean by you mm-hmm. know most most definitions um on an lp proper but a deep cut and um so there's just so many good songs to talk about that like one like sense around we decided on that because it's a b-side to factory showroom so i was on their factory showroom so they did a bonus uh, you know yeah. basically a bonus track a b-side right um and i'm like how did this not make factory showroom the song is so goddamn good and then like the reason i kind of forgot about it for a decade is that when i put on factory showroom it's not on there it should have been like they there's so yeah, many my oh. my theory about that is that it's kind of stylistically similar to till my head falls off i always thought maybe they picked one or the other of those you know what i mean i mean that's just my crackpot theory yeah no know. you might be right but i mean the the it's crazy that the band is so the 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 tracks are so diverse track to track genre wise and stylistically and vibe 
wise from track to track that even something that only kind of sounds like another song gets left off for that reason. It's like, I mean, you listen to a band like, like I don't know, Teenage Bottle Rocket's the first band to come to mind. Do you know Teenage <laughs> Bottle Rocket? I do. There's a, if you can see back there. Yeah. Oh, they're right there. Oh, we got to take a picture. That reminds me, we got to take a picture. So I love them, but they're basically just making like a, like a late 70s Ramones album over and over again. And they're really good at it. But like, for They Might Be Giants, they're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, if two songs sounded too much alike, we'd be like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> It's kind of like I've been talking about yeah. the spine, and I, I don't mean to keep bad mouthing the spine because the spine is great. But that album, oh, I've, got, I've got a bone to pick with you about that. But oh, okay, <laughs> well, that's their one album where they do have a lot of songs that sound like the same genre. They're I, well, yeah, that is true. Right, um, a lot of a lot of very good songs, though. I will say. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I figured you might know Teenage Battle Rock, and I'm not sure how many other they might be Giants fans would. It's always hard to tell the crossover. Um, Cause, yeah, because because I think there are a lot of punk rock fans that like they might be giants, and they have sort of a punk rock kind of ethos and background. Oh, yeah. but I think also a lot of people, a lot of people come from like listening to your show. Obviously, a lot of people come from it, come to them from a completely different place, and that's why it's great. Like again, if I had a teenage bottle rocket podcast, I could probably be like to every guest, I'd be like, "So you like the Ramones, right? So you like Ma- <laughs> you, you like Mask Intruder, right?" Uh, you probably, you know, you, you probably have you heard this band called The Clash? I mean, it's like it, it would be a lot easier. There would there wouldn't be a lot to talk about. Yeah, like, yeah. So you've heard the Lillingtons, right? Of course. Like <laughs> of course, you yeah. know, it would be a lot easier. But with they might be giants, like it, it, you know, there's a couple you could maybe guess, but mainly, yeah, it's 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 difficult. So um, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, yeah, it's kind of. It could be. It could be anything. I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people that like TMBG, like uh, they are naked ladies, but I don't really. Me neither. You know, so who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the, not like the mountain goats. The mountain goats are great. I love. I love the mountain goats. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it could be. People are coming at it from all kinds of places. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people tend to be surprised about the other stuff that I like. Like, I think maybe a lot of listeners are maybe surprised about how much I talk about punk rock stuff and weird indie mm-hmm. rock stuff, because that's mainly where I come from. But They Might Be Giants have stuck with me through my, you know, skate punk stuff. It was, like, almost exclusively, like, Epitaph, Fat Records, and Asian Man, where I was buying stuff for like from, like, 95 to, like, 2005. Not that I haven't bought stuff from there since, but like in that time period, that was right. like almost it. And then like I met my yep. wife and I got into like all the, the emo stuff, you know, that I'm listening to Pedro the Lion and Elliot Smith and Just Brazil and Promise Ring and all this. Uh, and but they might be giants have always stuck around. And I think it's more of a lyrical thing. Like I love everything about their music. I love how eclectic it is. Um But like the, the comparison I think you could draw is that all of my favorite bands have really, really good lyrics or really uh, unique sounds that you can't really compare to any other band. Um, which, yeah, I mean, my top three, I'd always say, are They Might Be Giants, Mountain Goats, and Jesus and Mary Chain. And um, all of them are... Those those three bands are all v- very different from each other. Um, yes. But are all well-respected in their own circles. I just don't know how much crossover there is necessarily, though. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason I, I love all three of those, so I thought you're in good company. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the the whole I mean the reason the whole way that I got John Darnell on was when I had some tweet out, yeah, like a year ago that was like, "Hey, what are what are you guys' uh, favorite non They Might Be Giants bands?" And the Mountain Goats were 
one of the only ones that was coming up pretty consistently. So then I tweeted at him. I'm like, hey, John, are, are you seeing this? this? There's a lot of overlap here. Do you like They Might Be Giants? He's like, oh, yeah. I, I went, remember buying the, uh, the They'll Need a Crane single, uh, you know, the, <laughs> when, you know, when it came out. I'm like, oh, shit. And his DMs were not open, of course, for, you know, but I'm like, if you are at all interested, DM me. And he did. And then, you know, it was a whole weird journey, that episode. But uh, yeah, I remember you had the, there was the whole thing where the, like the, you lost throughout the call. I, yeah, I, I listened to that one. That one that kind of broke my heart here at the end of that. God, yeah, it was very just it was like one of the most stressful great episode. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I wasn't this, I was just, I was I putting myself in your shoes. I was disappointed. But as a listener, it was still it was still good because especially because he he got a hold of you and, and gave you a score at the last minute so that yeah was i know i'm like oh thank god because there were a couple messages i mean throughout that like eight month period where i was like uh is this not happening should i just put this out or what and then he finally gets back to me i'm like okay a little bit of closure on that but anyway um let, yeah let's get back to the mip giants so as a first time guest that's been waiting a long time we need to hear about your story of uh of fandom so how did you get into tmpg well i think i i can say two words and you'll know what i mean tiny tunes <laughs> I I know I don't know what so, you mean. I don't know what yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> another one of these guys. Yeah, another one of these. I think you know, I, that's maybe how you can tell a fan's age. Yeah. If, you know, that's there if somebody's in their in their uh, you know, maybe mid late thirties, that's it's tiny to inspire. Yeah. So it's either it's either it's it's these. This it's either hundred and twenty minutes if they're a little older than us. Mm-hmm. Tiny Tunes, if they're around our age. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, if they're a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Homestar Runner, if they're even a little younger than that. And then it seems like the 2015 and 2018 Dial a Song, those, those like huge runs of songs, like bringing them some publicity and just like so much content. It seems like there, there are some of the really young fans, like the high school and early 20s age people that I've talked to. It's like Phone Power got them into it or, you know, Glean or Phone Power or, or, or they just got into the band with I Like Fun. So, I mean, there's, those are the, those are the big ones, but Tiny Tunes, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, th- clearly they made a good choice <laughs> deciding to let them yeah, make cartoons I, I, out of those. I would those. say so. <laughs> Just, yeah, all, of all the crazy oddball shit to you know to, to say yes to, they, they, I'm, I'm sure they're glad that they that they said yes to that. But yeah, so I so I so I first heard of them on that, and, and then so I didn't get flood, but a friend of mine did because I, I didn't even exactly I, like I wasn't really listening to to music aside from like movie soundtracks or movies that i liked or whatever yeah. like I, I, I and so them as a band was a weird concept to me because there's no like picture of them inside the cd booklet or anything like that mm-hmm. but then i just I, but you know then he played his iron birdhouse and i was like holy shit like this is so cool like yeah, i just i couldn't i, I don't know I, I just couldn't process it it was it was incredible yeah but like so, but like then you know after that i kind of like then he got apollo 18 and then i got flood and then it was kind of like i just like kind of like you said i just stuck with them over all the years of like you know getting into punk rock a few years later i still kept up with tmbg and then you know uh uh my then when my no came out when my daughter was really little Mm. so that was perfect and so um yeah and so yeah just through all the years i've just been just a crazy obsessed fan <laughs> yeah no it's always nice to to uh, the one thing that i mean it's not disappointing i can't fault people for not being as obsessed as me but it's like lot, lots of times 
people our age or older, they may have wavered at some point. Like you, you got into the band so long ago, there's so many opportunities for something else to pull you in a different direction. And for us, yeah, we both got pulled in a, in a punk rock direction, but we didn't let go of, of them. And, you know, it's good to, you know, you mentioning that they do have a, a punk rock ethos. And I hate when people don't acknowledge that, it's not completely evident sonically all the time, but I mean, if you listen to especially their early stuff, like the angle that they were coming at it was like, I mean, the whole punk rock mindset was like, we're going to do something new. We don't care what anyone else thinks of it. We're just going to make some noise. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they sounded like no one else. I mean, the fact that early on, like people didn't know where to book them. I mean, it kind of makes me think of, my bands, actually my not punk band, Outdoor Valor, like we're in this weird spot where it's like we're a little too weird for the town we're in right now in, in Lafayette. Like it's a little dominated by just straight like bluesy rock and roll and covers bands and stuff. And we're like, mm-hmm. a, there's a little too much like guitar feedback and there's like the arrangements. People don't know what to make of it, but we're also very, we're too poppy for like, you know, a loud metal show where we might be as loud as those guys, but we're not heavy so and we're 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 not a breakneck speed all the time to be on a punk show necessarily so we're in this weird little in-between area and and they might be giants when they started it's like they were playing with like non-musical acts there'd be like fucking you know avant-garde comedians or visual artists or other stuff and then they're playing with like butthole surfers and like all this crazy shit um like people didn't know what to make of them, and to me, that's that's punk rock, where people are like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, a hundred, yes, a hundred percent, absolutely, yeah, and, and I definitely latched on to that, like, like, you know, like again, like, like as I got into punk rock, I, I kind of started seeing them through that lens, and it completely made sense to me. So you know, what I mean? again, I guess that's why maybe I, I stuck with it longer than maybe some other people did, is because I I viewed it through that punk rock prism, and it. It's very fascinating to me how they uh, how they they interpreted the idea of punk. At least that's how I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I was yeah. Looking at it. And if you don't want to call them a punk band, I've definitely called them a post punk band because I mean the whole the whole meaning of that is that it's something that was inspired by punk, but it is not necessarily like that first wave of punk. And they grew up. I mean, especially Flans, he loves the Ramones. And if mm-hmm. you listen to his early guitar playing, and even up there, like, I mean, they took on a second guitarist on Factory Showroom, but have you heard the John Henry demos? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love Flansburg's guitar playing. I think Flansburg is such an awesome guitar player. It's he's it's so rad, the, 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 the stuff he does, because it's so outside the box. Like, like Dan Miller right. is, is great in his own way. But it's you know, but it's a little more of a conventional kind of thing that he does. But Flansburg is just so out there. His, his yeah. guitar playing, fucking rude. yeah. And on those John Henry demos, it's like the guitar's a little hotter in the mix and a little more abrasive in tone. I mean, whether it was an intentional thing where in the end the production they're like, well, you know, it's a major label. Let's let's not you know let's kind of smooth it. I mean, it's still a pretty dark and 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 guitar heavy record, but. Or maybe it's just like he didn't spend as much time dialing in his tones and he's just like, ah, this is just like what I got on here, burn. Um, But like, it's, oh man, I'm not saying that those, those, the demos are, I I won't just make a sweeping statement that the John Henry demos are better than the album, but there are some tracks on there where I'm like, oh God, I wish this, or at least this guitar mix 
was on the final album but you know yeah i i yeah i agree with you i like i like how hot that is on those because it, yeah because i just appreciate his guitar playing so much and it and it, and it kind of gets you know it it really shines on that album and yeah. especially on those demos in ways that doesn't on a lot of other stuff yeah and i'm, I'm kind of bummed on new stuff where like i'll go to the credits on, i mean especially diving in song by song where i'll go to a song and like i mean we're talking about a song here you picked a song that Flansburg does not play guitar on. <laughs> does not play guitar on. Right? Yeah, so yeah, I guess I guess if I come back, I'll have to do one where he actually plays. But yeah, there's yeah, no guitar on it at all. I mean, bass guitar. That's correct. But there's yeah. no yeah. guitar on it. So, I, you know, and it kind of makes me sad when I see. Well, not sad, but just like when I see a song where like only Miller is playing. Because um, again, no disrespect to Miller, he's fucking incredible. But yeah, more of kind of like from the traditional kind of rock school of guitar not necessarily the punk or like new wave school of guitar. Um, or like, I'll see a live clip where Flans is just like, like he puts his guitar ta- down and just sings or whatever. I'm like, dude, right. Come on, play that thing for me. Like you don't need to like take, <laughs> you don't need to be like taking the solo, but like, give me some, give me some noise, man. Yeah. No. So, so you've kept on up on everything then since. So, I love Nanobots. Did you pick this song for this song in particular, or are you like a huge Nanobots fan like I am? Uh, I I don't think I'm a huge Nanobots fan like you are. How dare like you? The quote unquote quote unquote like modern era. I uh, join us as my favorite, but then sure. Nanobots came right after that, and to me, it's kind of a, it, it, it. I felt like they turned some kind of corner on join us, where it just kind of it just seemed all of a sudden they were super creative in a way they hadn't been in a while and i think that kind of continued on the nanobots so yeah i like nanobots a lot yeah 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 my, my theory with that and i this was like a year ago maybe on the the can't keep johnny down episode with scott curry he uh he and i were kind of like you know what i think it's because they're coming off of two kids albums that they were like okay we got to rock the fuck out on this one and we're going mm-hmm. to be we're going to have meaner lyrics we're going to get back to that dark shit um you know, and 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 nanobots, yeah, following that up, and then they're like, let's go back to our roots with like fingertip style, just like little, just like every idea, every idea, even just a little hook, that's a song, mm-hmm. and yep, I love that. It's just like it's almost like intentionally a bumpy ride, and I and I like that about nanobots because you're going, yeah, like yeah. I think there would be like no sensible way to sequence that album but it's 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 awesome it, it's really cool because it is <laughs> yeah. it is like you know you're just like you listen to you know it's just what you know whatever song it is and all of a sudden you hear like a thing that's you know nine seconds long and you're like wait what was okay we're another song <laughs> you know but it and but then those little those little short ones grow on you yeah 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 and and yeah in the um on the the wiki there's a quote on the the nanobots album page about um because people are saying that's reminiscent of fingertips and Flansburg says about, about the short songs. This is not one of them. Not that it's a long, no, their songs are <laughs> that long. Uh, but like nanobots as a whole, it's, he says they weren't uh, making a concept album, um, but it does have a certain power as a kind of song cycle. These short little tiny songs have a purpose and they make sense when surrounded by the longer songs. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a certain mania to this record, a certain energy mm-hmm. you get when you when you include all these hardworking miniatures. So, um, when we're looking at 
sometimes a lonely way it's 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 got a full you know a full tune ahead of you know before it with stone cold coup d'etat but then after it you get destroy the past so it it's got and and sleep whether you call sleep a, a nano song or one of the miniatures or not 42 seconds is almost like you're getting into standard length for they might be giants because yeah it's it's like yeah it's getting up there for for tmbg but yeah. yeah that's not an unheard of uh uh short length they've done quite a few in that range um but yeah so it's got and then and then a couple tracks after that you got a ton of the little songs but I kind of like that because it's like you settle into a regular length song. All right, sometimes a lonely way. It's nice and chill, and then yeah. let's get back. Da, 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 yeah, and then I mean, followed by a punk. Yeah. It's a punk song. Destroy the past. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, and I, I yeah, I always, I almost when I when I think of sometimes a lonely way, if I'm just kind of you know singing it to myself or whatever, then I almost like tack that on to the end subconsciously. That's almost like part of sometimes a lonely way to me. It's just yeah. almost as connected. Right. It's like how they you know they'll they'll never perform or at least I don't think they would perform a single fingertip song. Um, it's always just connected, but it's, it's, it's almost cooler in a way that they're like, they're forced to be their own little things. And maybe you'd tack them onto the song before or after, but the fact that they don't string them all together means that they won't ever perform. I mean, unless they do nanobots in full, which would be amazing the full album, you know, they're not going to do a string of the short songs together. I kind of wish they would, right. you know, let's hear hive mind. I, I would, I would yeah. like them to just do one, just pick one of those short songs, just whatever, and just do it at every show on a tour. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, destroy the past. They just break into that yeah. every show for just randomly. That would be great. Yeah. Or, or just like, they're like, they they come out don't even say anything the first song hive mind do 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 hive mind and then that's and then that's it you know and then they go on to a full song you know then they go into birdhouse or whatever i don't know right hive mind into birdhouse get it you got a bee in your bonnet you got the hive mind um it's too good it's too good great okay they're they're gonna hear this and then they're gonna do it uh mm-hmm. no they won't <laughs> so so sure they, will. sure they will come on okay so uh, of the modern era you would say join us so of like the past yeah decade past i guess years or whatever yeah join us would be your favorite so then nanobots what brought you to this this deep deep cut you were on the spreadsheet long before like there were i mean there's very few choices when it comes to the first decade of the band this decade of the band, there's there's still a lot of good choices, but how'd you settle on sometimes a lonely way? It it just always really stood out to me. It it there's something kind of it wouldn't be atypical for another band, but for they might be giants. It's a little bit unusual to have a song that sounds sad with sad lyrics, you know, and, and maybe there's a little bit of, right. you know, I don't know, uh, irony or something in the, in the lyrics there, but generally sad song, sad lyrics is not, you know, it's usually a juxtaposed kind of thing. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, so, the, so, so I don't know. And, and I just thought it was so well done. Flansburg has a knack for, for that kind of sincere thing that, that, I, I I'm always drawn to when it happens, and so uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't know why, other than I just thought, wow, this is a really standout song to me. Yeah, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I don't think I've, I never, I, you know, they don't play it live. I've never really heard anyone else talk about it, so I thought I would give it its due. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Here on the show, the super fan picking a deep cut. 
just just to flex on their fandom. I see. I see. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. <laughs> what I said. But okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I I, I appreciate it because like all those big ones were going like right. You know, they're just snatched up immediately, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go with the, yeah, I'm gonna go with the deep cut, middle of the album. Uh, so in in so Flansburg in the Colorado Springs Indie magazine of all places has a quote um about this song saying for me it was interesting to write something that was kind of down it wasn't intentional i was trying to figure out how to do something that was just simple and i think the combination of a really unadorned arrangement and a very direct kind of sentiment added up to something that seemed much more intense than i was intending so that's very interesting because yeah. it is intense. I think that's part of what I like about it is, is it's just this sort of very like heavy, not heavy, musically heavy hearted song uh, again, which is, which kind of stands out in their catalog. And that's interesting that that was like not intentional. I wonder what he envisioned when he started out. It's the, uh, yeah. 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 Um, and with the arrangement, what's funny is that this, uh, the piano on this song is played by Miller who's credited as a uh, soldier, but uh, Dan Miller plays the piano. Um, Linnell plays the accordion. Usually you'd figure on an album track, Linnell would have done both. both. So I'm wondering about like the creation of this song. Like how did that come to be? Cause there's no reason like live you'll see Miller jump on, uh, you know, if there's accordion and keys, he'll jump on keys. Um, but there's no reason in a studio track that he would need to be on the piano. So, yeah, I wonder if they came up with it, like the arrangement in a room together. And right. That makes me wonder that. Yeah, that, that's exactly where I was going with that. Cause like, I mean, Flansburg doesn't play an instrument on the song. So it makes me think like they were, yeah, in their rehearsal space or even in the studio already. And Miller's just like fucking around on the keyboard or whatever. And or Linnell's fucking around on the accordion and Miller doesn't have his guitar on. He jumps on the keyboard and then something starts coming out. You know, it's it's I don't you know, it's it, it doesn't there doesn't really seem to be any proof that much stuff is jammed out in in rehearsal. They're not really that kind of band um, right. other than uh, Doherty talking about. Um, oh, he was. Uh, oh, there's a song oh, uh, that I, he was credited uh, on. AKA yeah, driver. AKA driver. Yeah, that the other guys were credited on because it was kind of started with um, with the groove more than anything, and that's like that's definitely a unique song in that in that characteristic. Yeah. Um, but just why else would Linnell not have played the piano? It's just because uh, yeah, it, yeah. I, 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 I that's that's where my mind goes. I can't think of another reason. I mean, what? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's not like the feel bad about leaving members out sometimes they leave themselves out of their own songs like the johns will be yes. like one john does the whole thing like i mentioned sleep sleep is just linnell there's other songs right. that are just flans especially these mini songs but even on full songs you'll be like wait linnell's not on this track at all and uh so it's not like they're like hey miller we feel bad for miller there's no guitar in this song <laughs> yeah. miller get on the keys yeah, we have we have this great keyboard player here, but because we want to include you, yeah. come and, uh, you know, do your yeah, you know, do your best here. Yeah, no, no, I yeah, it's interesting. It's odd. Um, I I I swear I I I want so badly to be able to ask 
<laughs> one of the, the Johns these questions, and they probably they probably wouldn't even remember. But but it's like right, I want to yeah. know so bad these things like this. It just it, it really is like oh like it, it's these burning questions, and I think I think that's what's fun about being a super fan is you can think about things like this and it's important to you yeah i yeah I, I do have a feeling that like well i mean when i've talked to the guys that were in the band you know in the 90s and early aughts like those guys like okay just like doherty like right off the bat he's like i just want to put this out there a lot of these memories are very fuzzy or whatever the way he said it and then like dan hickey i'm like asking him something he's like i don't know <laughs> It's like, I don't remember. I'm like, yeah, like, okay. like, he didn't even know how many albums he played. Right. He's like, what about Long Tall Weekend? I'm like, you're kind of on that. He's like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, so and, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because, like, you try to go straight to the source and the source doesn't remember. So then, like, well, guess we're never going to know. Like, yeah, it's, it's lost to history. <laughs> For some reason, this is that way and no one knows why. Like, the Johns, as the songwriters might remember, for example, like Doherty, yeah. like that, that, you know, NyQuil, a.k.a. Driver, really stuck with him. I mean, that one was obviously pretty important that, you know, he got a songwriting credit on it. Like, the Johns might remember, but also, you know, since they did Sometimes a Lonely Way, they wrote it, they haven't ever performed it. So in their brains, like, they've written, you know, a hundred-some songs since then. That one, you know, probably seems like forever ago. Well, they they might remember. Yeah, it probably doesn't stand out at all. I bet they yeah. don't even remember what album it's on. <laughs> like, I, like I remember sometimes it shows they'll be the. I've I've seen them mistakenly say this song is on this album. I've seen them say what, what John, what album is this yeah. on? You know, one has to the other one. It's like you know, so so I I have a feeling that would be something like that if you asked them about this song. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. I I love that. There's one little quote I love in um uh first album live that the live album of them playing you know the, of them playing the pink album yes. it was released free through some website um yes, right if, before if, 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 listeners if you have not heard it get that it's really cool uh, right before i think it's rabbit child and i i played this on the rabbit child episode i believe where uh linnell's like so we're playing songs off the first album they're already like halfway through it we had to go back and listen to it we didn't just know them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the kind of thing like if they went and decided to do a nanobots full you know some anniversary tour you know 15 years from now um mm-hmm. they would really have a hell of a time going back because like all these nano songs especially most of them have never been performed live so even though they're just mm-hmm. this little thing like they're like let's go, oh let's go on the wiki and see if there's a guitar tab <laughs> like the, they would be going like wait okay wait that's not right who tabbed this out like you wrote the song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've forgotten lots of chord progressions for songs i've written that are that are less old oh, than god, this god knows i have yes yeah so yeah and my, my, my listen my songs my chord progressions are not not their chord progressions on it that way. <laughs> <laughs> i know getting into punk rock it's harder than break out of the uh three or four chord thing uh yeah I've, I've, I've only been playing exactly the same way for 25 years so it's a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah well what we'll we'll have to remember to do uh a clip and talk about your stuff towards the end then since we kind of already j- jumped past the beginning we'll, we'll get you oh, in yes. the end um so talking about the musical elements of this did you listen to uh hans richter's rhythmus two three no i did not yeah so so the the wiki so comprehensive um the original uh 2013 video for this song 
because uh, there's two official music videos if you look it up one from yeah, six years ago and one from 2018 which i'm not sure why they did a new one just like a, the the newer one is just the new york skyline uh the original yeah. 2013 video um incorporates elements of this this weird video by heinz richter um who oh i remember this yes yeah this this rhythm two three i mean it's kind of hard to describe and it's not really i mean i don't think there's really any musical influence but like the i don't know i'm I'm trying to play them side by side now actually to kind of look at them the the official video on the particle men channel but you're gonna have to look at the 2013 one for you people listening yeah at i'm looking i'm looking at it now I'm, I'm looking at the 2013 sometimes lonely way video which i, I remember that i'd forgotten about it until just now but yeah this is great yeah so it's like fuzzy you know kind of lo-fi looking uh boxes and it's like animation but it looks like it's somewhat crude geometrical shapes yeah it's really interesting looking i mean this is it's from 1923 yeah, so, it's very handmade looking. It's cool. Yeah, but it's really cool looking. It almost looks like something from Atari, even though it predates Atari by you know fifty years. <laughs> yes. um, it's just very blocky looking stuff, and sometimes a lonely way is is very, <laughs> very heavy handed in its homage to it, which I'm you know has to be. There's no way it couldn't be intentional, and I don't know if the yeah. band has said. If there's a direct quote of them saying that it incorporates elements of this or who put that in the, the trivia, but I mean, it's pretty obvious, but this, this just shows you the, and this is more of a visual thing. People are going to, you know, we can't really, we, we're describing it, but you guys should go look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. Worth looking at. Um, yeah. It's a very cool video. And the song's cool too. The original um, Hans Richter, what accompanies that video. Um, but like it just shows you the the breadth of influences that the Johns are drawing from. Like it's insane. Like we were talking about the Ramones like fifteen minutes ago, and mm-hmm. how Flansburg lives the Ramones, and then we've got this basically an experimental film um, from nineteen twenty three. So these guys are well. Uh, they're cultured. They're some cultured fellas. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, it's like you know, I, I can I can tell you a lot about the Ramones, but experimental films from nineteen the nineteen twenties, I'm not as well versed on. No, I'll admit that. Yeah, I I think these guys, the the Johns, just like are always wanting to. They they seem to me the kind of guys like uh, that are lifelong learners, and I love watch like. And as you get older, it's like all of a sudden you're interested in documentaries. I don't know. Is that just a thing? <laughs> yes. Has that happened to you too? But it's like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, I haven't fully gotten into the World War II documentaries. That's when you know you're really old. That's more of a boomer thing, yeah, I suppose. I, I think but, that comes in your in your fifties, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems to me like like the Johns, even from a young age, like I mean, there's a reason that. You know, you and I, you know, I'm not going to assume, but I was not one of the more popular kids in school because I liked weird shit and I dressed weird and everyone thought I was weird and that's the way I wanted to be. But people... I I can relate to this. Yeah. So, like, and the Johns, same deal. It's like they, you know, when they were starting in the 80s, they weren't just like, you know, jamming on exclusively 
you know, they weren't like I'm. I'm sure they they may have liked Madonna, but that's like that's not, they weren't like just listening to that popular stuff. They were probably mm-hmm. already going way back to stuff from long before they were born. Um, you know, just like you and I were probably at a pretty young age when we were discovering the punk that came out from right before we were. You know, stuff from mm-hmm. before we were even alive. You know, we we and us music nerds especially like to dig we like to know where the stuff we like now was influenced by and you, you know you kind of go backwards yes 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 yeah I, yeah i mean i was listening you know listening to stuff from the 50s and 60s you know when i was younger so i guess that's kind of the equivalent you know age-wise right and the johns i mean i i don't know for certain but there's probably a pretty good chance that one or both of them are are film buffs and you know, and I mean, how could you get into something like this, this Rhythmus 23 without first getting into, you know, going back to Hitchcock, going back to, you know, I don't know. And then like you are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I really should know, watch every Charlie Chaplin movie or whatever. And then you're like, well, let's get into even weirder stuff. How about Hans Richter? I mean, there's there's <laughs> yeah, got to be a-, a, a, a way to get there. You don't just jump right to that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, but that's definitely a deeper dive culturally than I am, am uh, accustomed to doing. So hats off to them for pulling that out, and it's it is really cool. But it's it's curious that they that they cribbed so much of that for that video, and then five years later, for some reason, somebody stuck their iPhone out the window driving through New York City, and that's the new <laughs> video. I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't under, I don't understand. That's fairly peculiar. I mean, it's pretty beautiful looking. No, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't know. Let me jump over to that one and see if it credits somebody is filming it. I mean, there's not really much to it. It seems more yeah, like, like a... Like, I, I don't know if it... Like, in my mind, it was. It would seem like something Flansburg would just make. But I don't know. That's just... But why? I mean, in 2018, they put out a million things... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you wanted to put it. They just had to have another another thing on their plate. It's making a whole other video. Yeah, and and this was the song they picked, a song they've never played live. So I guess Flansburg hasn't completely forgotten about it. So yeah, yeah, even two years ago, he's revisiting it. You would you would have thought that maybe like they'd start playing it right after this, where Flans was like, you know what, that's a pretty good song. Let's play it. But no, yeah, no, 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 no live performances at all. Um, and they've never been one to shy away from weird songs, you know, trying weird arrangements. And oftentimes they'll make some of their more standard songs weirder when they do it live. Yes. This doesn't seem like one that they couldn't pull off. They definitely could pull this off. Like Marty would maybe get on his, you know, his electronic drum pads, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why they couldn't. Yeah. It would be a good quiet storm. Yeah. Quiet storm selection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on, guys. I'll tell you, maybe someday they'll get into this podcast and, and they'll make notes about when me and a guest are like, <laughs> you know, they really should do this one live. And then maybe they'll be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe. They should. They should. Yeah. <laughs> one can dream. <laughs> one can dream. <laughs> On the uh, the trivia also, um, well, I guess this is more of a lyrical thing. Uh, what else do you like about the uh, the instrumental elements of the song before we move on to those lyrics? I, I like it. Like at the beginning of the song, it's got that kind of yeah, like electronic kind of thing. It reminds me of um, uh, oh geez, uh, 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 
your own worst enemy from factory showroom it has that kind of like like feel to it of the the percussion which i, I think is a, it, it creates a it, it creates a cool vibe and then of course you know later on you get the you know marty comes in with the with the acoustic drums but, yeah uh, yeah yeah the drum machine at the beginning definitely that's yeah that i hadn't put those two together but there's definitely that feel of a drum machine that's not overpowering and i mean a lot of people might not even think too much about it like a lot of drum machine stuff is really in your face if you think of like mm-hmm. you know new order and they was like don't you don't you don't you like you're like <laughs> right. okay that's a drum machine and a lot of their early stuff and they do have modern stuff too where you know there's a reason that marty's not on the track it's because they want some really right. crazy thing going on but this one is just, it's very subdued and kind of a you don't really think of drum machines as being pretty but this is it's kind of a pretty drum beat yeah, it really is. It kind of it kind of puts it in this again. Like, I, it, it, everything is kind of in service of this melancholy thing that, yeah. they, that they've got going on on this song, which which that really has a nice place in that. Yeah, and then, and then Marty kind of tucks into that too. Yeah, when he comes in, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it boosts. Yeah, he's not bashing away. He's just kind of you know giving a little 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 bit of a feel there. You right, know, it still of. knocks it up a notch, but it's not obnoxious. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just like Flansburg said, like it's, it's, and like you said, it's a song that's, he says is kind of down. And mm-hmm. they typically are lyrically down, but musically not so much. They're usually pretty poppy mm-hmm. or just like artsy. But this one's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, melancholy. Yeah, definitely. That, you yeah. Know, I don't well, know so, how else to put so it. So, what do you. What do you make of the lyrics? I, I'm uh, well. The first I'm thing to see I was going to bring up was in that that first bit of trivia. There was the not everyone who is lost is wondering why might we say might be a play on the line. Not all who wander are lost from Tolkien's The yeah, Fellowship I, of the I, Ring. I saw that earlier. I'm not. I'm not buying that. that no. Mean anything to me. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's. It seems a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. Because. Yeah, not all who wander are lost. I mean, that is a really cool quote in in itself. It is. You know, people trying to discover, you know, about discovery. Um, but not everyone who is lost is wondering why they're lost. Seems like a little fr- from a different angle. I mean, I guess it's possible. I, I, yeah, I mean, I could see. I, I can see why someone would see that parallel. I think it's a stretch to think that that's it's a direct callback to that. It's not like you know, I, I saw the best or I saw the worst bands of my generation right, right. applied with Magic Marketer drawing. You know obvious, what I mean? Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, it's it's not that. But you know, I mean, I I get why somebody would, it would remind somebody of that. Yeah, but, um, it's funny how things make it from the interpretations page to the trivia bullets sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that should have graduated to trivia. No, I mean, it seems like oh yeah, maybe yeah, I can see that, but not like oh yeah, br- uh, yeah, yep, probably definitely. yeah, definitely confirmed. Um, confirmed. Yeah, I think it's something that says it might be. That seems a little. Not so much trivia yeah. as I mean interpretation. I mean, yeah, by by definition, mm-hmm. it's like you're you're kind of guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get it together, Wiki. Come yeah. on. <laughs> John Eulis, <laughs> take it down. I think my goal is to just mention John in every episode now. Um, oh, what a hero! What a hero! He is seriously. seriously. 
Oh, well, he he deserves to be talked about. It's he does. the wiki is so awesome. It's I mean, what a, I don't know. I just it's it's it for for a hardcore fan of 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 a band like this. It's such an awesome thing to just get lost in. Yeah, and I mean, it's not it's not just him. And he came into it a little. He didn't he well, didn't create it, but he it seems like it's mostly him at this point, or at least he's he's yeah. the mouthpiece for it and uh, a very known uh, super fan in the communities. Yeah, he's keeping it together. Yeah, totally. Um, the, yeah, so so let's get to those lyrics then. What do we make mm-hmm. of them if they're not from Tolkien? What are uh, what, what, yeah, what do you think? I mean, to me, I mean, to me, it seems like a, a big picture. It's like a like a about a, a you know a divorce or, or a breakup and and like the result of that being, I guess, the narrator going from like high status to low status. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I, like I would, yeah, like you know, like like you know the jumbotron, like. <laughs> You know, you're you're a big deal. You're up on the big screen, and then uh, you know, take 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 it down. This thing's over. You know, the or the trumpeter swan. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, the most fancy of fancy people in maybe a cartoon. With, you know, right. it has a swan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like so. You know, and then I imagine just like you know somebody put in their their swan on Craigslist because they <laughs> they have to sell their their mansion with the with the with the palms <laughs> the swan lives in. You know what I mean? Like. That's kind of what this conjures in my mind, you know, and I, and I don't know right. if it needs to go on the trivia page. That might be an interpretation. Right. <laughs> Put it on the front page. I, I also just love the word choice because, like, you don't expect a, a, a term like Jumbotron to come in a song that sounds like this. A very no, chill. Exactly. See, and, yeah. I mean, even even then, yeah, like, like uh, for all the talk of, like, oh, this melancholy song, it does have the word Jumbotron in it, yeah. which is a pretty, a pretty, a pretty, uh, uh, interesting and funny word so yeah yeah and it's in there twice like he could have said like like the common expression would be like see yourself on the big screen like but he right. says like the, yeah, the silver <laughs> screen or something like more classic sounding or something but it's like a big tacky thing yeah a, a drum jumbotron i believe is a uh patented I I think it's like a company. Yeah, the Sony Jumbotron. I'm looking at. Oh, made it. Okay, here's why he uses it in the song. I'm I'm. This should go on the trivia. The <laughs> the Sony. I I cracked this case pretty quickly. The Sony Jumbotron made its debut at the World's Fair in 1985, and they love it. the World's Fair stuff. If there's a thi- if there's a thing of. Uh, might be giant loves it's a world's fair yeah <laughs> the sony jumbotron yeah right on the the jumbotron uh wiki like right at the fr- it's like it's f- the first jumbotron and it is it's jumbo all right uh yeah <laughs> but yeah the the term jumbotron was a brand name uh that they that they registered in 1985 Mits- mitsubishi electric and sony um yeah so uh, i'm 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 putting I'm I'm drawing a line in the sand here. That is definitely should be in the trivia. That definitely mm-hmm. they love the World's Fair, so that's why he used the word jumbotron. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it, it sticks 100%. out so hard, and it gives a slight element of um a, 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 a just little taste of a comedic element into a song that we've determined is just pretty much overall just like a kind of sad song, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you like like there's like other lyrics like there's like the talking about the scratches in the back of the door uh-huh. like, that's bleak. You think about like Whew. some like uh, like the metaphor I guess is is you know the 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 partners 
locked in a room trying to scratch their way out you know uh-huh. like, like oh i saw, oh i see i see it now i didn't see it while we were together but you were clawing your way out of this right. all this time you know that's like i mean that's a little that's like tough stuff you know but but yeah so it's it's nice to have a little jumbotron sprinkled in there to that <laughs> yeah nightmare and, so, and some ba ba ba's like that's the happy parts yes. ba 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 uh, but the verse right after the one you're mentioning sometimes a lonely way taken alive in an uncivil war trophies and glass displays rehearsals for third place forevermore <laughs> i thought about this and i'm thinking in my and, and this kind of occurred to me today okay first place would be the x second place would be the x's new partner third place uh, oh okay okay yeah what do you think of that yeah i, I like that i like that I, I think this is kind of flan's uh t- instead of using common turns of phrase like the common one would be like always a bridesmaid never a bride but for him it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's this you could picture the the trophies and glass displays yes oh but they're third place trophies they're not yep first yep. place yep. trophies I, yeah yeah, no, and that's and that's what's great about this song and almost all of their songs is there's always this vivid mental picture that is painted with with all the the, the, the lyrics, you know, all of the the outlandish choices they make for the lyrics. It's just this unique thing with the scratches on the door and the third place mm-hmm. trophies and the drumbotron and the swan and the all of that stuff. It's just this amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of series of visuals. You can almost imagine your own video in your mind, you know. Yeah, and um Yeah, I I almost feel like the the first video, the 2013 video is like not that the 2018 one isn't pretty, but it doesn't like something about the loneliness of this. I mean, you can be lonely in a big city, but when you're showing like mm-hmm. video of like literally you're driving by a million people <laughs> looking at these huge yeah, buildings, it, it doesn't evoke the same thing as like these weird gray shapes just kind of mysteriously popping up. Like it, it, it seems like it needs to be something more abstract. Because the giants would never just straight out like act out the words. Like they're not going to put. Yeah, no, that's there. There wouldn't be third place. Yeah, yeah, there wouldn't be third place trophies in a glass case in a, in a music video during that yes. song. So uh, I I do like the old one, but um, it's just oh man, if I, I went off on that music video and then forgot what I was initially going to get around to. Ah, uh, mm. probably wasn't important. Uh, <laughs> Not not everyone you've abandoned is still standing by. So you're saying that so this is sung from the point of view of the person who's been dumped. Uh, yeah, I think the so. dump e right. So the, this part comes yeah. back twice. Yeah, I guess I was going to mention how the song it, it it almost gets to three minutes, and there's a little bit of recycling of lyrics. Not that they never do that. You're a lot as a pop or rock band. You're allowed to bring lyrics back, and that helps. Yeah, singer like, people like, remember them. Is that the chorus? I don't know. Yeah, that not everyone you've abandoned. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure structurally what you'd call. Yeah, each I, no, that's part. probably repeating the first verse. If I was yeah. gonna, if I was gonna nail that down. Third yeah. verse, yeah. same as the first. Just gonna keep <laughs> yes. mentioning the Ramones. So he does love the Ramones. So yeah. there you go. That's also <laughs> so, a Ramones reference. Put it on the <laughs> trivia page. Put it on the trivia. Uh, he likes. He likes bringing back uh, the first verse and the third verse. Uh, so is is this guy kind of then this narrator? If we're following this interpretation, um, mm-hmm. which I like, not everyone you've abandoned is still standing by. So is he? He's kind of. 
is she still kind of pining for this woman? I mean, it, it, it could be one of those things where in a messy breakup, it's like you got it. I just want this to be over. Oh, I'm so glad it's over. But then like a week later, you're like, well, this kind of sucks. Right. <laughs> so is that, I, uh, I, what do you think? I, I could, I could see that in my mind. It's like, it's like sometimes, you know, you're in a relationship and you tuck into that and that's your life and you kind of, you know, and your friends kind of fall away maybe. And then, that ends and then where are you you're lonely you're by yourself you know you've abandoned all these people you didn't you know uh keep up with these friendships and now you know they're not waiting around for you anymore they've moved on yeah yeah that's that's my interpretation of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a it's a good verse i mean i i think it deserves to come back uh and then the jumbotron thing comes back again love it mm-hmm. love it <laughs> uh yeah, I guess the one other thing I was going to say was just like, we're talking about how great these lyrics are, but they've never, I mean, they've made two videos for it, but they've never played it live. And as as a fellow songwriter, to, to me, sometimes like when I'm having trouble writing lyrics, I think about They Might Be Giants and I'm just infuriated with jealousy <laughs> at how, yes. not just how many songs they've written, but how many songs that have just been tossed aside that are more brilliant than anything I could ever come up with. Just like, guys, yes. just the wealth of stuff. Like, like if I came up with a line, like I worked Jumbotron into a song that like totally like, uh, uh, just like, I'd be like, well, I can't waste that lyric. You know, that's got to go. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that's, like this is, this is any material. We got to put this aside. Right. Yeah, that, that's yeah. got to go in a, that's Even, a keeper. Right. <laughs> Even even if I had even if I had the idea to do that, I wouldn't have the confidence to present it this way either. You know, right? I, I just right. You put it into it, something it, sillier, maybe. That yes, would, for sure. Right, sticking a line like that into a sad song again, yeah, is just a a a, a weird choice from a weird band that we love because they're weird. So they keep uh, ticking those boxes of weirdness that we all love, and and make them worth talking about on a podcast. <laughs> Uh, anything before we move on to the cover section? I think we're about that time. I, th- I think, yeah, I think I, I, that's, I dug down to the bottom of uh, everything I had to say about the lyrics and the music. Yeah, let me see. So I was looking at the chord progression and stuff, and I think, because lots of times I like um, refuting chord progressions and never, <laughs> you know, uh, f- figuring out stuff that's wrong, but this one seems pretty much correct yeah i would uh you know yeah oh yeah i, I know how to play this i covered it yes i remember now <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think i, I, will, I will say i replay i am a, a little secret about my version is that uh <laughs> that f sharp sustain four i didn't make it and that's a that's a that's a that's an okay let's take a quick break to hear a word from our podcast friends Reliant K? I think I've heard of them. Aren't they Christian or something? Don't they spell Reliant wrong? Well, you won't have to answer these questions for yourself. We're Jess and Danny, and on our show, Sadie Hawkins Pod, we're going song by song through Reliant K. You may have heard our crossovers with This Might Be a Podcast, and we're still doing our thing, looking at the band that we think might be the perfect match of geeky rock like TMBG combined with 2010's pop punk. Even if you're familiar with Reliant K from their songs like Be My Escape, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, and Deathbed, we haven't even done those songs yet, and we think you'll learn some surprising things about the band if you check out Sadie Hawkins Pod. 
Listen now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most anywhere podcasts are found. And we'll see you at the next punk rock show. Uh, wrong band. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, we'll see you on your deathbed. Well, I think then anything else before we, we start the cover section with your your cover on my ultimate.bandcamp.com. So uh, my ultimate, tell, well, tell us a little bit. Yeah, let's do the plug right here and then play your cover first. Um, and we could play, we could do an original f- first. Let's do an original first and then we'll do the cover. We might as well, we'll make it your, your uh, musical portion here. So what do you want to tell the people? Uh, All right. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been playing uh, punk rock and and beating bands for uh, since I was a teenager. And, and, uh, you know, so just this is the uh, the first time I've kind of uh, been doing stuff pretty much all by myself with with the help of, uh, you know, a a great backing vocalist uh, named uh, Sandra Bullitt and uh, my uh, my buddy chris trace but other than that it's, it's mostly just me making these tunes mm-hmm. you know i got some some help from some drummers you know on, on a few tracks and uh yeah so so this is kind of me uh striking out on my own and it's and it's uh i don't know i, I it's very fulfilling to me i i'm 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 able to uh work at the pace in which i i write you know what i mean i don't have oh, a yeah. big backlog of songs anymore i'm just making them and, and, and you know with digital stuff you put it right out on the web so that's what my ultimate is it's just is is my my songwriting presented in the most uh, direct to the direct to the people way possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a lot of the vibe I got from, um, I mean, you heard the episodes with Hutch from the thermals. I'm not sure if you yes. were a, a thermal, were you a thermals fan? I, I am. A, I am a, I am a thermals fan. I am not, I don't go deep with the thermals. That's one of those bands. I'm like, I hear it. I'm like, boy, that's great. But I, I, I haven't, yeah, I really know like the the one record, but anyway. Well, I was just saying your yeah. story. Your story there is kind of what Hutch was saying, where it's like these solo records he's doing, and he's got another one that's supposed to be coming out soon. Um, but again, he's kind of just doing it at his own pace, and he recorded everything on his solo record. I mean, he recorded everything on the first Thermals record, and then it became a it became a band for over a decade, and then now he's just like, you know what? Just like that grind, or like even just not that he doesn't. It didn't come across that he doesn't like having other people involved, but it is kind of nice to just be able to do it when you want to do it, how you want to do it, and make every decision for yourself, uh, not in a like selfish way, but just like oh, it's just easier, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it, no, it, it really is. And I, yeah, and I and when, and when I can, I like bringing other people in, to, yeah. you know, to, to to do some stuff. But it's you know, I mean, it's like oh yeah, we'll do it maybe then and maybe then. And it's like you know what? I, I think I just kind of want to just do it <laughs> instead of trying to make an appointment and then you know eight weeks later. Later we we you know do something when I could have already had it on you know so not not that you know but yeah so I don't know I've had some awesome collaborations with with you know like I said Sandra Bull yeah. and uh, Chris Trace and uh, on on uh, the uh, the EP um, Dear Life I had uh, my friend uh, from the Baron Marys Corey Myers he played drums so you know but but it's I, I like the freedom to just to just be I don't I don't kind of like I guess with you know uh, we don't have to every john and every uh every marty and every uh dan miller doesn't have to be on every song right, right. i can just make a song all by myself and it's my ultimate and i don't <laughs> have to i don't have to wait for anybody i guess is what is what i like about it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and you've just been doing this for about a year then huh yeah yeah i started doing my ultimate about a year ago yeah before yeah. that i had i was in a, i was in a band uh called erotic novels and we were 
It's a good name. That ended, uh, that ended in acrimony. So, <laughs> so you know, unfortunately. But, um, you so know. That's that how yeah, solo projects start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, no, I'm, pr- I'm really proud of the record we made with that. So people can go back and check out erotic novels also. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Erotic. But, um uh, I'm not sure if you're a Futurama fan, but uh, the word erotic will always be yelled by Zap Brannigan. (laughs) (laughs) I find that the most erotic part of the woman is the boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Zap Brannigan. Will will there ever be a wiser man among us than Zap Brannigan? So your most recent release on February 28th, this is my destroyer. I say we just go ahead. Let's play a little bit of the title track. This is my destroyer, written by you, and um, and then we'll play your cover of Sometimes a Lonely Way. How about that? Awesome. Yeah, a little. Let's do it. Yeah, here we go. So I was just noticing this when I saw that it was February 28th. 
I'm I'm what a, <laughs> I'm wondering if because you've been signed up to do this song for mm-hmm. like a year, and then yeah. you're like, this is the way I'm going to convince Greg, and because I you hit you hit me <laughs> up, and you're like, I did a cover of this, I'm like okay, well let's. You know, let's finally do this goddamn episode. So, uh, you, I mean, you must really like it. You hung, you clung on to the spreadsheet with this song, waited around for me to finally do this episode with you, and uh, in the time between, recorded a cover of it. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it really, I, I, Greg, I have to say, I started the, whole, I did started the whole project my Altima because of you. I will admit. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm special. I feel so special. Yeah, no, uh, no. I just, I just think this is an awesome song that deserves its its due, and mm-hmm. so that's why I, that's why I covered it, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. I just, you know, I just, I just think uh, more people should hear this song, and and if the five, and if that means five more people hear it by me covering <laughs> it, then so be it. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. They might be giants. So, other than the slight chord change, is there anything else you want to tell people about your your or what your approach was to your cover, or any other any other fun facts? Uh, well, I don't know. It's kind of like whenever I do any cover, I, 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 it's important to me to make it different than the original. Like people right. always say that, you know, what's the point if it's not different? So um, I just kind of uh, learned to play the song and strummed it out on my guitar, and then you know, and, and just do that for a few weeks, and you kind of and just kind of try to forget how the original one sounds. Mm-hmm. And then I just and then it, and then I just kind of pretend like it's my song. And so in this case, you know, it's kind of a kind of i guess inspired by like the loud guitars on pinkerton by weezer i always like that big uh-huh. loud sound they have on that record yeah. so i kind of was like okay if this if, if sometimes the lonely way was on pinkerton this would this would be uh you know this this would be how i how i how i if i had my say and put this song on yeah. Pinkerton, it would sound <laughs> yeah I, li- I like that approach that's kind of the the way i looked at it uh, I, I, you know, this is, it's not the only time I've done that, but the birdhouse cover I did was like exactly like that. Looking at through, like if I were in utero era, Kurt Cobain and I wrote birdhouse, mm-hmm. <laughs> how would it sound? <laughs> and that's how yeah, I did that's, that. That's, that's the funnest way to do covers. Yeah. Yes. And, then, yeah. and then, you know, then naturally your own self comes through. Yeah. You can't help it. And so, but it's like you're paying yeah, homage to two things at the same time, doing one band song yes. in a style of another band that you like and, and it, but in your own way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, so, so I, yeah. so there are two other covers of this and I just sent you a link for the one on messenger there. Drew Ska Live on YouTube. Drew Ska Live. Um, I'm pretty sure I played Drew. I don't know his actual last name. His his cover of Unrelated Thing, I think, back when I did that episode. That is looking familiar when I look at his channel. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and listen to his cover of Sometimes a Lonely Way. Not everyone you've abandoned. Standing by Not everyone Who's lost is Wondering why Sometimes a lonely way Taking your name down From the jumbotron Find a new place to stay And a new home for We can see it now, the scratches 
back of the door We can see it now, no mistaking What you're better for Sometimes a lonely way that, that's, that's really cool, I like that, you know, I, I like you know, kind of bedroom lo-fi things like that. I'm almost right. kind of into that. So that was cool. I like I like his it's, guitar tone. Was the guitar even plugged in? It was very. It was almost almost sounded like an unplugged guitar mic'd up. Maybe a little bit of an amp in there, but yeah. And then it sounded like he was like tapping on a guitar case or something to to make that to make that kind of drum machine vibe that's in the original, which was cool. Yeah, it sounds like. Um... Yeah, you're right. It sounds like maybe it was just one mic that he was using to capture both the uh, amp and his voice. So then mm. with the mic being pointed at his face, you're getting the mm. strings sound of the electric guitar uh, almost as much right. as the actual amp. Um, but yeah, that's something about that, the lo-fi and just that bare bones, like it makes me just think that he just, you know, like you, just really like the song, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna learn how to play this." And then in today's era, it's so easy to just record something and throw it up on YouTube. And you know, he didn't spend nearly as much time on it as you did, um, but it's still, you know, he's like, he, he's another guy that likes the song, and you know, you're one of three yeah, yeah. three covers in existence, so you know, that's, it, that's, that's weird. But yeah. The deep but, cuts. No, this is, yeah. This is, this is awesome. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to more of his stuff. Cause I like that approach. I hope that the rest of it is like that. Cause I will enjoy it. So heading over to SoundCloud to the yelling strange and the yelling strange. I know, um, this episode hasn't aired yet at the time that we're talking, but which describes how you're feeling. Um, I played their cover of that. They also do Too Tall Girl, Tiny Doctors, We Want to Rock. I think they got played on that episode. I mean, they're, they're, there's, it's, it's not entirely, yeah, they're, they're not entirely They Might Be Giants covers, but it seems like pretty, almost entirely They Might Be Giants covers. <laughs> so as, as I scroll through, um, as I scroll through, I found two songs that weren't They Might Be Giants. So, um, almost entirely. Early of the MP Giants cover band. So go ahead and listen to The Yelling Strange to Sometimes a Lonely Way. Not everyone you've abandoned is still standing by. Not everyone who is lost is wondering why. Sometimes alone.
yeah, another simple, um, simple take on it. Now, as, this is, this was a little bit deceptively simple though, because there's a, I'm leaning forward, kind of hearing some stuff. So, so there's there's a double track vocal, uh-huh. and then there's, um, I guess I'm ukulele, I think, or is yeah, that a, yeah, pretty yeah. aggressively strummed. And then, and then there's yeah, because it almost sounds like a guitar, but I think it's ukulele. And then, and then there's a. I can't, is it a toy piano? What is that? that there I'm is hearing? something kind of pinging in there. I, I think. Yeah. I think so. I, I like whatever that is. I think it adds a lot. Is really cool. And then and then we got some. I think some accordion or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, kind of that bedroom pop yeah. sound, but from a different angle. Yeah. 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 It's like it's like this is. I don't know. This is yeah. It's a it's a different approach at the bedroom pop thing, and so this is it has it has a similar quality to to the uh, to uh, Drew was the fellow's name. Yeah, but as th- this one could have appeared on the Juno soundtrack, and the other one probably not. yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. The, the other the other one's a, a guided by voices outtake from the early days. <laughs> right, right. So, Chris, as a guy that has covered the song himself, there I don't like to nitpick covers, but did you notice? something that sounded a little well wrong about that cover did anything stick out to you because it jumped out at me immediately (laughs) there there is i i I noticed an oddball chord and is that i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's the old uh the, I don't think that's the F sharp sustain four. I think that's something odd in there that's not supposed to be there. Or the, or, the B uh, minors, the B minors are played as mm. B majors. Which, oh, that's what it is. And it's the second chord, and it comes up every verse, and they're always yeah. played as a B major. And I don't know if they just didn't realize that or what, but it really it kind of pains yeah. me a little bit. Um, and I like everything else about the cover, and I, it's got to have been a mistake, but, like, the song's in D, so a B, I mean, if you're staying in the key, a B would have to be a B minor, not a B major. So, like, immediately you're, like, throwing the key out of whack yeah. on the second chord, and it just feels so weird. If it wasn't a cover, you you might not notice it, because if it's your own song, do whatever the fuck you want, I yeah, guess. Yeah, do whatever you want, yeah, and, and it was, and maybe that was... I can't imagine that was intentional. That was probably somebody that didn't know it was supposed to be B minor. Yeah, but, but like it sticks. It but, stuck uh, out to me immediately. It, it really, yeah, it re- like I, I did keep hearing it, and I'm like, what is that? I couldn't put. My yeah, what's wrong with it? That? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, yelling strange. I, I yelling strange. I, I think that you have. It's a cool sound you've made, and I appreciate it. I like your logo. Their other I, covers I, are great. I've I've played but, them before. Yeah, you know, watch. Watch that! Watch that music theory. Just, just, yeah. just you know. <laughs> If I didn't think they were good, I wouldn't have played them for the third or fourth time. I can't even remember. Uh, yeah. You know, this is the 99th episode I've recorded, but they've been played at least twice before. So I, I, I like their sound. I wouldn't have have played this if it really pained me. But just like yeah. you're, you're on the fifth strum. You know, you're right into. Brum, brum, not everyone, brum, but like all of a sudden it's like it keeps that happy vibe. It's this melancholy song, but all of a sudden, like instead of going to that first minor chord that appears, you change it to major and it just throws the whole feeling off to me. Um, but everything else about it, I think, okay, Yelling Strange, go back and just re record the uke 
for me or, or just punch in on those b's just make a b in, minors punch in. punch in the b minors <laughs> and 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 boy you gotta hit it on your hands no i mean it's really <laughs> it's really not that important and i i mean yeah, i don't no, know I, if, I feel no i feel bad i think you've got i feel so uncomfortable talk, talking negatively about something like this you know and I, it's, yeah it's, it's it's really cool and i try not to do that too and i really like the sound of it like i said i, I, I like them but like i, I would wonder because we're two guys that play guitar Mm-hmm. And other instruments, like I'm wondering if this would have jumped out to somebody who doesn't play any instruments but really knows the song. Yeah, if there would just be like, because uh, I mean, because I didn't put my finger on what it was, but it did. I was just like, uh, yeah, I, I like hadn't that, looked know? at the guitar chords yet until I listened to that cover. Because as soon as I it hit that second chord, I'm like, wait a minute. So then I went to the guitar tab. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't a B minor. Um, so I heard it, but yeah, I wasn't sure I had never played it before, but yeah, I was like, yeah, that's it. Um, but everything else about it, I love, it's just like, whoops. And that'll happen. You know, especially if you, if they figured it out by ear, I mean, hell, they knew it was a B. They just got, you know, the the third is off. Just the the particular. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So awesome. Yelling strange. Drew sky live. My ultimate. So I, I think, you need to score this song. All right. Let's see here. Um, now I, yeah, now I do want to be conservative because again, they can't all be 10. <laughs> uh, hmm. So uh, let me, let me put it in context here. So, so for me, birdhouse is a 10. Okay. And Mr. Excitement is a one. <laughs> Somewhere in there. You're one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> Continue. Uh, I guess I, I would, I would go with sometimes a lonely way is an eight point eight. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I knew it'd be high. You you covered it. You know, you're not going to spend time uh, covering yeah. a song you don't like. Uh, yeah. Or or pick a song and wait on a, on some guy's spreadsheet for a year. If you didn't like it now, this, uh, it's, it's so tough with these songs that they never play live. You know, if I, and I haven't seen them alive, live a ton, but I do watch live videos, stuff like that. And songs that pop up live, especially the deeper cuts that they play live, it makes me like them more and more. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but for a song that, I mean, again, why did they make two music videos? I don't know, but has never been played live and just kind of sits in the middle of nanobots it's it's not one that I would typically put on a mix unless it was going to be like my chill. They might be giants mix. Chill out. <laughs> right. they, they might be chilling out mix. Um, so it kind of not that it's been forgotten. Like when you picked it, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice because it does have a unique feel for reasons we've talked about um, extensively. But it's not like a it's not supposed to be a banger. It's supposed to be chill, but judging it for what it is, it's really well done. But I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I got to go seven. I don't know if I can go much higher than that. If I'm scoring everything they've ever written. No, that's still very high. I think, I think a seven is a very good showing. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, I mean, it's not a hit and, and apparently they don't think so either if they're not going to play it live. I, I mean, yeah. I could see it creeping into the, the, the quiet storm at some point along the mm-hmm. way. Um, and, but it's uh, one of those things that's almost specific, specifically made to be an album track. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, so if, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe younger people don't care about things like this, but, but for me, 
when I think about making music or listening to music, I'm a full album person. And a song like this is, is, is an, if you're making a interesting, well-developed album, that's an album, things like this are important. And I think it really does its job really well. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like something between like, you know, the, like a stone cold coup d'etat is pretty driving. And then, yeah. you know, destroy the past is we've, we're, we're just going to say it's a punk song. Flamesburg yeah. is like, okay, there's a lot of these little short songs. There's a lot of faster, very poppy rock songs. I mean, nanobots, you're on fire. Lost my mind. Um, he's like, all right, we got black ops. We got, we got Tesla. I, I, let's get another kind of mellow, slower one in here to mm-hmm. mix it up. There's a bajillion tracks yeah. on this album. We need another ballad. Take a breath and, you know. Yeah. Right. Right, 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 right. Uh, and then we'll hit you for, for 12 seconds with Destroy the Past or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it really, it does accomplish what it, it, it I think Flansburg said it you know wrote it for so mm-hmm. it, it definitely deserves a seven but i think i gotta stick with that so is there anything else of yours that you would like to promote anything else you got cooking or are you focusing on uh, the solo music yeah i'm really i'm really hitting it hard with my altamont i uh, buy so again my altamont.bandcamp.com is where you can find all that stuff and uh or you can go to weekendquality.com that's kind of the umbrella where i do all the things i do once in a while i'll write a comic book or or you know i used to have a podcast called weekend quality and that's still up there it's you know punk rock music so you know if you like punk you can listen to those those old shows and hear some music you never heard before maybe mm-hmm. so uh but yeah I, I i would i would just direct the people over to my ultimate and that'll that'll have and i think by the time this airs i'll have quite a few things since uh this is my destroyer up there, but, uh, yeah. Nice. So there'll be, there'll be plenty to choose from once people get over there. Yeah. Head over there, people. Yeah, man. Chris, thanks. Chris, thank th- th- I combined Chris and thanks into cranks, which was pretty cool. Uh, oh, so yeah. thank <laughs> Cranks this. Rare welcome. Yeah. Welcome. So (laughs) people can find uh, this might be a podcast. uh, This might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. This might be a podcast.com. I always almost forget that I even have just that URL and forget to put shit on it. Uh, uh, All over the place. But if you want to get on that oh, mailbag... People should join the Patreon, Greg. People, yeah, the Patreon, yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Uh, I, I do put a shitload of work into this thing. And yeah, when we were talking about our bands before, I was like, this podcast makes me consistently more money than any band I've ever been in. I mean, I've been in bands that have, you know, good, decent windfalls from, you know, a bunch of shows, or we sell some albums and a bunch of t-shirts or something, but then, like, we'll go a couple months where, like, we make nothing or whatever, you know, we're not playing any shows, we make no money. This podcast, like, I'm, well, I'm also consistently putting in a lot of work for it, but it's like... All of a sudden, I have like this successful project, and it's not about my own band. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, head to the Patreon if you want. If you want to get on the mailbag, you you best leave a voicemail two two four eight zero one two nine three zero or email. This might be a pod at Gmail. Chris, tell everybody. Thanks again, man. Thank you. This was such a pleasure, Greg. Thanks. Uh, sorry you had to wait for so long, but uh, I hope it was worth it. 
Oh, it was worth it. Thank you for having me at all. I don't, I don't, I don't expect anything. I'm, I'm grateful to, to be included. Would this you like so to fun. pick another song? Oh boy, am I on the spot? No, 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 no. I, I'll, I'll send oh, you yeah. the spreadsheet link again. You want to be on another yes. one at some point? Alrighty. I would love to. Well, I will do that then. So for tonight, we will call it a night. Find a new place to stay.